Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this final episode of the Media Personality Workshop Podcasts. <laughs> I play too much. Okay, guys, you are welcome. And no, you did not hear wrong. This is the final episode of the MPW podcast. The next episode will be a conclusive wrap. I rehearsed that part so many times. It was a bit hard to say. I will miss doing this, but I certainly will have other things up for you soon. One thing that has been recurrent in the mails that I've received is the frustration of going for auditions over and over and over again and not landing any gig. One lady went all out to name names. When I answered questions in episode 5, I remember saying, don't get tired of auditions. As much as that is a truth you need to work on your own mindset and vibe, there might also be a factor to consider. Platform limitations. You might have gotten it in your head that it has to be a certain station or it has to be a certain terrestrial platform or nothing else. Now, as much as that is good for your long-term goals and your plans, don't limit yourself in the short term. Also, it must not be terrestrial radio or TV. You can work on an online platform or create your own show as a podcast or vlog. Cobham's has a fantastic countdown show. Loose Talk, the podcast, is interesting conversation and opinion. The NG show is funny and engaging and is on YouTube. These not only give you content and help you gain some confidence, it also gives you the chance to practice on your own terms and actually have proof of work to send out to potential employers. Like I mentioned in the last episode, your medium is limitless. Start believing that and start working like you do. My name is Jake Okechuku Efodu. I'm 28 years old. I'm a lawyer by training. For seven years, I studied law and I've been practicing law for over four and a half years right now. I am also an activist. I am a global shaper, a youth ambassador. Pretty much, I, I'm not a fan of all these titles, but I wear different hats, depending on the occasion or the situation. Uh, but more relatedly, I am a radio presenter. For 10 years, I've uh, been a freelance radio presenter under the BBC Media Action in Nigeria. I'll give you a little bit of history about my work on radio. From 2006 was when I started radio. I had no prior experience to radio, just went for an audition and um, they just threw me to the show. So in 2006, I started presenting a radio program called Flavor. It, uh, it's, I mean, it's called Flavor, the tastiest show on Nigeria radio. I did that for seven years from 2006 to 2013. And um, Flavor is pretty much was pretty much a youth lifestyle radio program. We talked about relationship, sex, HIV and AIDS, uh, and also youth culture. It was a sexual reproductive health and rights focused program, but it also did not leave out the the youth and juicy part of it. So we talked, had a love doctor who gave relationship advice. We educated and sensitized people on HIV and AIDS and other sexual, sexual reproductive health and rights issues. And um, I'm really happy about how that program grew not just for the sake of the program but also for me as a radio presenter because in 2006 when it started it had about it was airing on 25 radio stations with pretty much about 7 million people tuning in every week which is huge 
But at 2013, when we were closing the program, the program was airing on 120 radio stations with about 27 million people tuning in every week. I mean, the show was dubbed the most listened to radio program in the entire uh, in the entire nation. But moving on to challenges, mistakes, and things that I've learned on the program, I think uh, the biggest challenge for me was the fact that doing radio was not something I people like me could do. And I say people like me because I have a, I grew up with a speech problem problem i stutter uh i have stutter trigger words that if i use they would just keep me on a hook that's why i don't do live it's a pre-recorded program so i didn't think a person who stammered who stuttered could do radio but here i am doing it and it's 10 years now um another challenge was in 2006 the program was when i saw the terms of reference of the program it was pretty much an hiv and aids and it included me traveling to different parts of the, of, of the country meeting people interviewing them living their lives with them and these are people who are living with hiv and i thought hmm, at that point in time the stigma was very high education was not as vast as it is today and it was a challenge taking it up but i did but I'll give one specific instance. In 2008, you know, the program talks about sex and it was growing rapidly. It was like a youth um, movement on radio. So in 2008, a couple of radio stations had formed a coalition and they said they would edge out this program because it was too edgy. It was too bold. It was too uncensored. And so they didn't want us to mention sex on radio. And that was the... I mean, for them, that's an easy way to say we're not airing your program because how do you talk about sex without mentioning sex? So what I did as a presenter was to think on my feet and I said, well, okay, it's fine. I wouldn't mention sex on the program. And the next edition, I, f I started interviewing people on the streets and I asked questions like, when last did you do it? And they say, ah, it's been a while though. And I say, and it was in Pigeon actually. Um, so when you do them, you use them. Pretty much I'm talking about condom use. Ah, sometimes oh, I they use oh, sometimes you know now we not forget so we not feel used. So when I said you they do um, you they use um, it became a language that young people understood what I was talking about without mentioning the word sex. But where push came to shove and I needed to talk about it, I coined a slang called lamushwang. So the slang was ah, you de lamushwang or when last you lamushwang you been you know. I coined the slang and in a year it became the lingua. You know, celebrities used it, people used it on the show, people would send in text messages and contribute using the word Lamushuang instead of sex. They didn't even know that there was a ban on me using sex in the North, but they just flowed into it. So I think that was one way I faced the challenge and I was able to be creative enough to, to go on with the program and it also added spice to it. It's been a great experience for me. More importantly, I'd like to end by saying that the challenge for me doing this at a young age, because I started at 19, was very tough when i started i had to travel to different parts of the country but today i have lived in all 36 states and i've lived in 217 local governments out of 774. so being a young guy not knowing how this has ever been done and how to do it i did it and i'm happy that it worked out for me and i am still a radio presenter i'm currently the presenter for Talk Your Own, Make Ninja Better, also a BBC Media Action program so i do freelance radio presenting under the organization does Jake's story make you feel good? 
He's won awards, including a Future Award, featured on international media platforms, and his work on Flavor is still being referred to today in conversations about sex and HIV in Nigeria, especially northern Nigeria. I figured it would be easy for you to find stories of entertainment and lifestyle-focused presenters to be inspired by and decided to give you something different to look to with Jake. Naturally, that would lead to a conversation on specialization, but I think I'll keep that for the next series so it's not too much for you to take in all at once. I promised I would go through some mistakes I made and things that became turning points in my career, right? Okay, so here goes an abridged version because... <laughs> If I chose to give you the full detail, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> First off, my name. I started out calling myself TC, which got mixed up with TT quite a lot. Then Dadiva, then Tobe Dadiva, then Tobechi, then Tobe, then back to Tobe Dadiva. Like, aren't you exhausted already? <laughs> Very recently, someone that's known me since my teeth cussing days sent a message to me on WhatsApp and went like, Yo, TC! <laughs> Even though I don't go by that name anymore, some people remember me as that and they will always call me that. In an interview for which I was recommended, my interviewer said, Who are you, Seth? Is it Tobechi or Tobeda Diva or Tobe? Your footprint is scattered. So... You see why I told you you need to decide on what you'll call yourself and stick to it? Your best bet, honestly, is to go with your real name. I learned that the hard way and I'm still having to deal with it. Second is fear. Or maybe it was settling too quickly. Or a false sense of arrival. Just a bunch of limiting beliefs, really. There were risks and opportunities I willfully let go of early in my career for reasons like... It's too far. I'm a presenter, not an actor. I would rather stay here than get embarrassed. I'm better than this now. <sighs> My parents would lose it if I tried to. It's tough like that. <laughs> the industry is too dynamic and competitive to be so self-restricting. I am still learning that, and I'm learning it the hard way. Third is something I call my nomadic tendency. You know, I can't exactly call it a mistake because moving from Abuja to Enugu in 2012 was a turning point and a huge step in my career. Moving out of Enugu in 2015 on a protracted whim has also become a turning point in my life and career. But I was speaking to someone about work and life and he said, Tobey, in less than 10 years, you've switched jobs so many times. Some people would consider this a loyalty problem. Sometimes it is good to bloom where you are planted and not be too quick to jump into the next shiny ship. Fourth, squatting. I didn't exactly hold on to a number of early acquaintances and friendships that could have turned out to be great alliances professionally. There are few things more heartbreaking than seeing someone whose dream you did not believe in make a global success of that dream they so desperately wanted you to be a part of. So have discernment in choosing your close associates. So yeah, that's it. Don't make the same mistakes I did. And most importantly, do not be afraid to make your own mistakes. It always makes for a good story, at least. The next episode will be the final goodbye. I have had an amazing time doing this. And as always, I genuinely wish you the utmost best in your pursuits. I am Tobeda Diva. Kisses. Kisses.